everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's message. My name is Gregory, and I'm part of the team here at Friends Church. Everything we do around here depends 100% on the generous donations of our local and online communities. That's people just like you who believe that life really is about leaving a positive mark on our world. So if you love what Friends Church is up to, I'd like to encourage you to contribute by going to friendschurch.ca. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Good morning, everyone. Um, So good to have you here. You know, typically, July long weekend is like the least attended uh, in physical space. Historically, this would be one of two of the lowest attended services of our year. And this feels like a booming crowd this morning. <laughs> Woo! We're back in business. No, it's, it's great to see so many of you uh, in, the, in the reopening, at least in Alberta, joining us in live here in the temple. I'm Jeff. I see some new faces. I see some familiar faces that we haven't seen in a while. Just, just good. It's good. And if you're joining us online, maybe you're in the campground right now or sitting on your back deck drinking a coffee, whatever. We're just glad you all can join us uh, regardless of the medium that you're using. Um, so charitable giving, this is really a point in our service we do every week where we give an opportunity to people to be able to give back and, and help us do what we do here at Friends Church. Many of you signed up to do reoccurring giving. Um, and I got to tell you, coming through this pandemic, you guys saved our bacon. It allowed us to plan effectively knowing what was coming in and um, hopefully it wasn't too intrusive. We could just slide in and out of your uh, bank account and, and get out of Dodge without too much uh, notice or fanfare. We're, gr- we're so grateful. We're so grateful. And thankfully, the church is in a good financial posture right now. Obviously, some of the subsidies from the government starting to lift. And so we have to start acting like a big boys and girls uh, organization and stand on our two feet. But you guys have been very instrumental in doing that. And I I uh, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, for those, though, that may be joining us in the last little while, or maybe you've been listening online, and you like what you're hearing, you, you uh, believe in what we're doing, and maybe you haven't yet um, jumped on that train and, and um, helped out financially, let me just offer the invitation. You can do it in a number of different ways. We have a black box here in the temple, uh, right at the back of the auditorium, where you can drop in a check or some cash or whatever, uh, fill out an envelope, pop it in there, and we'll give you a receipt just like we would if you donate online. But you can also donate online. Uh, through the website, just click donate or uh, go. <laughs> no, sorry, I don't. Um, or, or you can go through the app on your phone and, uh, and donate that way. So, anyways, really thankful that you did. A couple of exciting announcements before I step into the message. Um, children's program, we're doing a soft launch next Sunday. And uh, really excited about that. It's going to be done with volunteers. And so uh, in the same breath, I want to thank those of you who are stepping up going, hey, look, you guys need a hand. Let's do this right. Let's give kids an incredible experience in a spiritual environment to learn ways that they can make a difference and, and be a, you know, a light in this world. And so, um, yeah, we're getting ready to launch. Meanwhile, we're, we're getting ready to interview some candidates for that children's ministry position. So we want to be up and running, firing on all cylinders by the end of the summer, by September. That's the goal. 
Um, so there's a bit of a process here. So you guys got to bear with us as we get this going. But more hands, uh, grabbing more shovels makes light work and gets this thing done really well. Thank you for others of you who have signed up in other areas. You can get involved volunteering by going to friendschurch.ca forward slash volunteer. And you can see a number of different places there where you can get involved. Just click on the link, uh, fill out your details. We'll be in touch. All right. All right, that's the uh, infomercial. The, let's, let's get on with business. Again, this is just great, isn't it? It's like the, the weather even cooled down. How many know? That was a warm one. This, whew, this, this past week, that, I don't remember. I've lived in Calgary most of my life. I don't remember it being that hot for that long. That was a cooker. We don't have central air in our home. How many can feel for me at this moment? How how many can relate to me in this moment? All right, I see those hands. I know I I just want to say thank you to all those of you who have central air, who have shared your wonderful stories of beautiful sleep. And I remember one uh, person telling me this week that they, they could leave their drinking glass full of water on the counter and come back to it, and it was nicely chilled. I, uh, I appreciate your stories, really. I, I'm so happy for you. This last week was a long week around our house, boy. There's moments, man, it was too hot to go outside and tinker in the, around the yard. Couldn't go in the garage, I was hot in there. I tried sitting in front of a fan and watching hockey. <laughs> Sticky. Amazing how you get into that too hot, too sticky frame of mind and everything just starts to irritate you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like you can hear the person chewing across the room, you know? I'm just bothered sitting there trying to just hold it together and notice the dog wanting in and out of the house. I'm sure it was hot too, but restless. After a while, I'm like, man, I'm getting up to let this dog out and in. Starting to annoy me. Found myself counting how many times it was wanting to go in and out. What point? 30 minutes, four times. I said, no, no, no. Come here, Ember, you need to learn. Three, three, max. Three, max. (laughs) That's not right. Go outside, my faucet on the side of the house is leaking. I just fixed that thing last year. I think it was last year. Spraying me, trying to hook up the hose. My freaking nose. Come inside, sprayed by that thing. I suppose it helped me cool down. Just irritated. You ever get into that bothered state of mind where it's just the littlest things all of a sudden are just... You can't break out of thinking, noticing. Oh, how often does this happen to you? How often do you just find yourself bothered, bothered inside your head thinking, thinking about all kinds of different things, just absorbed in your thought. Many don't realize 
how often it happens because it's just normal. Many will wake up and literally every waking moment, their mind is grabbing onto things around them that it's just pulling them into the problem. Oh, that's dirty. Oh, man, that needs to be washed. What the heck? I've got a vacuum. Look at my car. Oh, they're going away on vacation. Oh, good for them. Jerks. Should be me. Just bothered. Every waking moment. And then even when they go to bed, it doesn't stop. The mental noise continues subconsciously in our sleep, often depriving us of badly needed rest. They say that one in four of us struggle with insomnia, waking up with our minds distracted, consumed in thought, worried about something that is going to happen this week, thinking deeply about something that was said or done Yesterday, we have to use sleep aids and drugs to try to slow our minds. This has never been more chronic than it is right now. We're having to go to greater and greater lengths just to get our minds to turn off, whether it's through the use of pharmaceuticals or alcohol, weed. Some will use heavy exercise, pound their bodies so that it They'll slow down. You name it. We've found every different way to try to escape our minds. Let me ask you something. How often do you get in a day, maybe in a week, in a month, how often do you get those moments when it's just light? and carefree, where there's no stress. You can't help but just have a grin or a smile on your face because you're just at peace. How many moments do you get like that? Is it in a day? Could you count them in a week? Has it been a long time? Notice I'm not asking when was, how often do you get it when everything is just going exactly the way you want it? I'm not asking that. I'm asking when, despite all that's going on, do you get moments of tranquility and peace? In the last 10 or so years, I've been asking myself that question. I've been noticing how deep in thought I can get, how troubling my thought patterns can be, how much sleep I've lost or am losing due to my active mind. And I began to realize for some of the first times that in my lifetime, I haven't had much of a break at all. I have suffered from in inner voice thinking. I've been arrested by it so much of my life. And then there came a moment where someone t- 
told me I didn't have to experience that, that I I could have a break from it. I remember the moment when I had a tranquil thought or a tranquil moment free of thought and how mind-blowing the experience was. It was in that moment that I began to realize, it was like throughout my life I've lived with migraine. Now, not a technical migraine, but my thinking was like a migraine. It was just constantly on, causing me irritation, distraction, fear, anxiety, stress. And then when it lifted, it was like, wait, what just happened here? It was the most unbelievable experience. And ever since then, I have been learning about this process, trying to figure out how to make that more and more a reality in my life. I began reading about thinking about it. In fact, if you've been around here long enough, you'll, you'll have seen a pattern every year around this time as we head into summer and we have freedom to talk about the things that we really want to talk about. I want to talk about this very thing. Because when I began realizing that this constant obsessive compulsive thinking could stop and I could have peace and I begin to experience the life change, I went, oh my God, I, th- this everyone needs to know about. And so at least once a year, I bring up this topic. I say, let's talk. Let's talk about this. And it's funny, every time I do, I have people who will come up after and go, oh, it was nothing new to them. But they're going, man, I've just forgot and I've been in my head. I've been, I've been losing peace. I've been so distracted. I've been so stressed. I've been just busy. I needed that reminder. I've had other people who also have been living with migraine, a busy thought, and never knew it was possible to break free, who are going, are you freaking kidding me? That you mean I don't have to have that? So I'm here again, and I want to talk about this. And if you're here and you're a student of this very thing that I'm talking about, I, I just hope this will be a, just a healthy reminder to escape the thought, Ex- escape the compulsive thinking. If you're new to this, I hope you will be game this morning to try something. In fact, I want to begin with a little exercise this morning. I want you to just practice sitting and not thinking. Now, for some of you, you're going, well, that seems pretty simple. Some of, some of us won't even realize just how active your mind, our minds are. But I'm, I've asked Alessandra and Adam to just play some music. And I'm just going to ask you to turn off your mind. And so if, if you've never done this before, you're kind of looking at me strange. But all I, I'm going to ask you to do is just to focus on an object that's within your peripheral. It might be the piano. If you're here in person, it might be a speaker. It might be one of these. It might be the chair in front of you. But I'm just going to ask you to just focus on an object. If you're at home, it might be the coffee cup you're holding or a plant that's nearby, the window. And I want you to just fix your gaze on it. Focus your attention on it. And don't Don't allow your mind to make up a bunch of different thoughts and conclusions about it. Just notice. Just perceive. Allow yourself to just look. 
and gaze without commenting in your mind about it. I just want you to practice doing this. If your mind starts trailing off, you start thinking about other things like, man, am I hungry? Or what am I doing this afternoon? I wonder if it's going to rain. Just bring back your thought. Slow your thoughts and focus on that object. just move your attention to another object. Find another object that's right near you or you can close your eyes. And again, just gaze without commentary and thinking. notice as you're doing that that you actually had the ability to kind of bring your focus back to the thing if it pulled away this focus thing is a lot like what happens you can be in a restaurant fully engaged in a conversation with someone over the table as you're eating and a server drops a glass on the floor and shatters it Instantly in that moment, you get pulled out of whatever it was you're talking. You crank your neck. You notice that? Crank your neck and you focus. You shift your focus over to that glass shattering. And you watch for a little bit and then all of a sudden, you bring your focus back to the conversation. We're constantly shifting our focuses. We don't necessarily always subconsciously realize it. It's just happening. We're shifting, pulling. It's like we're, our mind chases squirrels. It's hard in that moment to realize, shh, 
bring it in, if you're not used to bringing in the attention and focusing it on a spot, this exercise can feel really difficult. It's like your mind wants to go in a hundred different places. You notice this as you're sitting or chatting with someone, all of a sudden your cell phone buzzes. You ever notice that? It's like, as I always laugh when I'm sitting in a meeting with someone and I can tell their phone just went off. And it's like right in mid-session, they sentence, they lost track of what they're saying. And it's like this gravitational pull, pulling their eyes over to their phone. I just got to see what's on that text. I got to see what it is. It's what happens. Our mind catches these things and is pulling our attention around. It happens with our thoughts too. We can be doing something random and all of a sudden a thought pierces our mind. Oh, I was supposed to call. Oh, oh, that's coming up this week. Oh, you'd start thinking about a conversation you had with someone that didn't go right. Something you forgot to do. Someone says something that's offensive and instantly you pull out of that conversation and you start having this internal dialogue. How dare they say that? Insecurity, fear, boom. All of a sudden, we can go right here from being present to back deep into our head and into our thoughts. How many know what I'm talking about here? In a second, we can get, we can be miles away from the person that was just right here. This is the activity of the mind. And when we're unaware, it has its way with us, yanking us all, all over the place. Maybe right now you're, you're sitting there listening to me and just going, come on, Jeff, just get, that's your mind. Did you just get to the point, Jeff? Did you just, what, 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 I'm just, it's your mind. Can you see how this happens with you? Do you know your patterns? Do you know the kinds of things that so easily grab your attention and pull you out of whatever it is you're doing on a regular basis? Is it your phone? Do you realize how many times you will check that in a day? How many times you'll just habitually reach for it? For some, it's their own thought life that just constantly pulls them out. A relationship, the news, over this last year and a half, just having the news on, every fantastic headline, what is it now? Social media, see the notifications, what's going on? It's no wonder we're often looking desperately for something that will help us escape the tyranny of our minds. To slow down the thoughts. TV has been probably the number one way we, as a society, tried to escape thought. They say the average person will have spent, by the time they're 60, they'll have spent 15 years sitting in front of that TV, staring at the screen. 15 years staring at the screen. If you observe closely, the longer you look at that screen, the slower your thoughts become. This is true. The amount of thought that you're 
producing in your head slows. After a while of watching the news, a sitcom perhaps, game show, drama, even commercials, all of a sudden your mind just starts kind of moving into a vegetative state. It forgets some of the problems that you have. It forgets some of the things that you were just thinking about a couple hours ago. You get arrested in thought. In someone else's thought. We, our minds stop thinking, but actually all we do is we link up to the thinking that's coming off the screen. And so there's still stuff moving. There's still stuff cranking out internally. It's just we're not producing the content. So after an hour, two, three, watching TV, you'd think you'd be nice and relaxed, but you're not. The mind's been active. It's just been chewing on someone else's content. In the Buddhist tradition, they would refer to this kind of unconscious state as falling below thought. Our minds begin to turn off because we've become a little less conscious. We come, in some ways, for lack of better terms, kind of zombies. We get taken over. You walk into a movie theater, you're watching the big screen, the loud music, and all of a sudden, it's like you forget everything. You get pulled into the story. Before you know it, you're laughing, you're crying. Like, you're just on for the ride, right? It's taking you wherever you go. You're just like, oh, yeah. All of a sudden, the lights come on, the theater lights come on. It's just like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm in a theater. Whoa, whoa, was that a trip? Some of us experience that as we're just scrolling through Facebook. They say the, the more trivial and the more mundane the material, the more our minds go to sleep, the more unconscious we become. It's a zombie-like state. It's falling below thought. We, this is kind of what you experience just before you nod off to go to sleep. You know that, that point? We're just like, so sleepy. You know, it's in that moment, man, you've forgotten everything. You're just like, oh, how delicious. Eh? Uh, mind is just slowed right down. Can't get stressed out. Just that, oh, that pe- that's that state right there, falling below thought. But we can create it in a number of different ways. We do it through drinking. You have a drink, and all of a sudden, oh, that felt nice. All of a sudden, the smile is just a little easier. Take the edge off. I think I'll have another one of them. And two or three in, now I almost I feel like dancing. <laughs> you know, it's just like the problems kind of ease up. It just doesn't happen for everyone. Sometimes it can, for some, it can, it can engage the pain body. For many, though, drinking can be a form of just Moving more and more unconscious, eased up. The mind's not generating all the thought that it does. We do this through smoking weed. That's a real common one now. Just takes the edge off. And it does. I'll tell you that. It does. No judgment. Just, hey, everyone has their own deal, right? And... Some will do it through busyness. They'll get so busy through so much activity that it holds their mind from the distracted thinking 
the worries, the fears, the anxieties. Just stay busy, stay focused on the task. Weird how that can happen. You move into almost an unconscious state. You get to work and you don't know even how you got there. You don't remember what way you went. That's an unconscious falling below thought. Regardless how you do it, when we fall below thought, hours can pass by. And we hardly can recall anything we've just done or said or thought about. You come out of that hypnotic state and you would think it would just be, oh man, I feel great. It often feels not that way. You can sometimes feel listless, demotivated, a little bit scattered, disoriented. That's often the after effect of falling below thought. But there's an alternative to falling below thought and escaping the thinking. And that is to rise above it. Makes sense? To do this, you don't have to become more unconscious. In fact, to experience this space from thinking, you actually become more aware, more present, more alert. And it's mostly around where your attention is focused. This is what we did briefly with that exercise just a few minutes ago. We focused our attention on something, not allowing our mind to go where it normally wants to go, on thinking about the kind of things it wants to think. No, we trained it, brought it in, bring it in. There's a big muscle you got to be able to do that. This was the news for me the muscle to be able to pull your attention in, focus it. And you do this. If you're a parent, you've done it every time your kid hangs on your arm saying, Dad, Mom, 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 watch. You have this muscle to be able to say, oh, shh, 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 no, I need 10 minutes. And you focus your thought. You do it every time that phone rings and you, you almost instinctively go for it and you go, no. I'm going to stay focused. You have a choice what you do with your thoughts. I want you to try something right now. I want you to just direct your attention to your right foot. If you have both feet on the floor, I just want you to focus on your right foot. Just maybe wiggle your toes a bit. Can you feel it? What, what is it feeling? Is it cold? Is it warm? What's the texture of your sock or your, or your shoe? Isn't that cool? Just all your attention right there, your foot. Now, how about, how about just go to your shoulders? Just focus your attention on your shoulders right now. What are they feeling? Are they tight? How's your posture? They sore? How's your neck? You can also choose to focus your attention around a particular thought. Just think for a second, what do you want for lunch today? What do you feel like? Hmm, 
When you think about the weather this afternoon, what do you suppose it's going to be like? You see, regardless of what your thought, what thought your mind is fixating on, notice that you have the power to choose to let go of that thought. Just stop thinking about the weather. It just end the thought. Just be. And just return to your visual or sensory perception. When you learn to do this, when you learn to rise above thought, you begin to create gaps in your thinking. Just gaps where your mind isn't constantly pulling. No, shh, shh. Create these gaps, they call them. Where you're just right here, noticing what is around you. No commentary, no judgment. Oh, I'm bothered. Oh, I feel warm. No, nothing. Just, you're just observing. If you experience this, it is the equivalent of flying, moving from flying in between trees nonstop, thinking, oh, watch out for that. Oh, hey, look out, to all of a sudden pulling right up above the forest. The forest of your thought, of the circumstances around you, the situations that are crying for your attention, the things that have been irritating you. You pull up above the trees and you just sit in the watch and observe. I was in a pool once, stormy weather. We're sitting out there. We didn't notice it. All of a sudden, the storm started blowing in. so windy, and we're freezing up top. And the leaves are falling into the pool, whatever. It's just like, holy smokes. And I went and dropped under the water. And all of a sudden, I'm feeling warm. And I'm looking up, and it's like I'm insulated from everything that is moving up top. It's a picture of what it feels like. You're f- taking off in a plane and you're hitting the turbulence. Maybe you're taking off in the middle of the storm and all of a sudden, poof, the nose pulls up, up above the cloud. And you feel that plane stabilize. And you're looking down, going, holy. This is what rising above thought can feel like. This really is uh, a simple concept, but it's hard. There's a Zen master, a story of a Zen master who was walking with his, one of his students. The student asked him, Master, how can I enter Zen, which really is just this relaxed, peaceful state? The Zen master re- remained silent, didn't, didn't answer him. They walked for another five minutes. The student's beginning to think, I don't think he heard me. So he's just about to ask him the question again. And the Zen master suddenly says, do you hear the sound of the mountain stream? 
mountain stream. I don't hear any mountain stream. He'd been so focused on trying to find the meaning of Zen. All of a sudden, he stopped worrying about that and trying to listen for this stream as Zen master was talking about. He said in that moment, all of a sudden his noisy mind began to quiet. And he began listening. And all of a sudden, he said, Master, I I hear the stream. I can hear it. He says, you enter Zen there. It's a stillness. It's a stillness you create by calming your mind. This is really the basis of meditation. Learning to direct and hold your attention around an object, perhaps. Maybe it's just even your breath. You can focus it on a mantra. I was chatting with with, um, Jerry this week, and he was reminding me of an old Catholic chant. He, he did it for me. I would be poor at giving it, but, or doing it. But it's just four syllables. Ma, ra, na, tha. And they would do that to music. It means, come to me, Lord. They're just, if you've heard some of the Gregorian chants, they're syllables to music. What is that? This isn't just a Buddhist practice. This is happening in so many different forms of religion and spiritual thought. Focusing the mind around something simple. Calm it. Some will do it that way. Some will light a candle and just stare into a candle. Or bring a flower in and just focus on the flower. Some will experience this as they're walking through nature and they'll just fix their attention, some of the beauty around them. No commentary. Just observe. You know your mind's fighting for your attention. You know it's going to be bothered, but in these states, you're just constantly pulling it back. When all of a sudden it grabs you and pulls you into something, reminding you of something, hitting you with gently bringing it back. It was the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians who after telling the church in Philippi, you're worrying too much. You've got to quit worrying. Quit fixating on your problems. He says, just pray. I don't know what prayer looked like to him. I sometimes wonder if it didn't look a lot different than maybe some of our modern day conceptions of prayer. But in the process of telling them, you need to pray, relax, chill. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And then he goes on to say, and in the process, watch. His peace, divine peace, will come and guard your hearts and your minds. Let me ask you something. How much time do you think you spend daily falling below your thoughts?
trying to escape your thoughts by becoming less and less conscious. How much time in a day does that cell phone scrolling, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, hitting the TV, whatever your fascination is, how many hours a week do you find yourself trying to escape the thinking by dropping below? Just noticing what's going on is the start of the end. Noticing yourself doing it. Catching yourself when it's happening. Now, don't get me wrong. Not all TV moves you into falling below thought. There's a lot of good television that actually gets your mind in the healthy places. It, it excites you. It gets you into a place of learning and growth or, or movement or anticipation. That's all right. I'm not demonizing any of these things. There's a difference between engaging thought in a healthy way and dropping below thought to try to escape something. This week, I'm wondering if you would be willing to practice fixing your attention. Try rising above your thought. If this is new to you, maybe it'll be a minute every eight hours where you intentionally go, shh. Maybe it'll be on your way to work where you just simply turn off the radio or the music and just intentionally fix your attention on something without letting your mind make up all kinds of things. Just staring at beauty. I want to close this morning by taking another crack at this. Give you another opportunity. Practice. This takes practice. For some of you ninjas, I know a few of you I'm looking at in this room, I know you're ninjas. We've chatted. I, I am far from a ninja. I'm a rookie in this thing. But you ninjas, you're looking at this going, oh yeah, this, this is... This is the, the bomb right here. For some of you who are new to this, I, I got to tell you, if you would be willing to explore this, practice this, practice this muscle, focusing, focusing in on your attention. As Alessandra and Adam are going to come and perform, what we're going to do is we're just going to focus on our breath right now. So I'm just going to invite you to just put both feet firmly on the floor. Just sit up. Take a nice straight posture. While sitting there, I'm gonna invite you to put your hands on your lap, just with your palms open. Sitting straight, eyes lightly closed. I want you to begin gently connecting with your breath. Let's just sit in stillness. Invite a deep breath in, in through your nose. Feel the air lift your chest and your belly. 
holding the breath at the top. And then I want you to exhale through your mouth fully. Inhale, bring it up. Hold it. And exhale. That's what I want you to do. Just focus on your breath as they play. Hmm. Yeah. Right on. We're going to close. This week, I'm going to invite you to rise above thought, to practice this. Do something. Lower the volume on the television. Don't allow it to overwhelm your senses when you're trying to stay conscious. Think deeply every time you reach for your phone and start scrolling. Set an alarm. Catch yourself so that it doesn't just start running. Maybe you'll want to try a meditation app. There will be guided meditations that you can bring it through. There's some great apps out there that you can download on your phone. I like Insight Timer. You can use Calm. There's a whole bunch of them. All you'd have to do is scroll on, um, search up meditation apps. If you'd like to do some reading on this, this is new to you. You go, man, I'd love to delve into this and learn more. Man, two books that I turn to continue. There, there are so many books. These are my favorites. A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle. Untethered Soul, Michael Singer. I'm telling you, there's so much in one chapter that that can change one's life from the incessant thinking, if that's your game. If if you're one who has struggled with a migraine of compulsive thinking, you got an opportunity. Summer is a beautiful time if you're getting ready to go away. Maybe right now work is kind of coming down. You're on a bit of a break. you got moments now more than you ever had over the last few months, here's a perfect time to practice without the pressure of the incessant stress of life. It's coming. Here's your opportunity to practice creating gaps in your thinking. Will you do it this week? I hope you will. I hope you will. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We're back next week. Vince is on next week. Yes. I don't even know what he's talking about, but it's going to be amazing. Um, So anyways, have a great week. We're glad you could join us. Uh, May this week be filled with many gaps in thought. Give your mind a break and experience the peace. Peace that blows away all understanding. May you have many moments. Have a great week.